Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys. So I'll make this pitch extremely easy for you. We've got a free $20 to hand to you, which you can use on fantasy sports betting immediately. All you have to do is download the Thrive Fantasy app, sign up using the promo code LEGACY, and deposit a minimum of $20, and you'll get an instant $20 bonus tacked onto that. With the NBA reset season and playoffs underway, fantasy sports and daily betting for the resident NBA junkie has never been this intense and this fun. And when it comes to fantasy betting platforms, make sure to make the right choice and hashtag prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for players that makes games super simple and intuitive that even first-time beginners can pick it up instantly. Enter a contest where all you have to do is choose 10 out of the 20 player prop options to build your lineup. You're merely dealing with over-under prop bets that each have a point total associated to them based on likelihood of occurring. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. So what are you waiting for? Win some money on the side while you watch the excitement of this year's NBA playoffs. Again, use promo code LEGACY when you sign up today and you'll receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and hashtag prop up today. Welcome, everybody, to the Lakers Legacy Podcast. This is another edition of Three Seconds. So I guess I lied. The last episode of Three Seconds I mentioned would be the last episode that I make publicly available. That won't be the case. This one will be, uh, given the audio issues I had recording that episode, and honestly, given just how spectacular Game 4 was for the Lakers, and also given that it landed on 824 Kobe Day, How dare I close out the three-second series in such a fashion? But yes, anyways, this is how we'll be going out officially, with a bang-bang, like Mike Breen would say. But if you'd like to still catch my solo Micropod three-second series, you can still do so by simply heading over to patreon.com slash thelakerslegacypodcast and donating a buck, and you'll still be able to hear my post-game reactions in between our weekly Lakers Legacy podcast episodes. So yeah, it's really that simple. Patreon.com slash The Lakers Legacy Podcast. Okay, so let's talk about this freaking game. What a pummeling, what a blatant show of disrespect that frankly the Blazers and the NBA media deserve after the incessant gassing up of the quote-unquote greatest eight seed in the history of the NBA. What a blatant show of disrespect that the Lakers put on uh, the Portland Trail Blazers last night. Uh, The Lakers came in with a mission, and it was to absolutely demolish and demoralize any last shred of hope the Blazers had of making this a series by scoring 135 on their heads. 80 points in the first half. The fact that we were just one point off 81, 
that the first quarter's score was 24-8 at one point, and that J.R. Smith's lone three-pointer that he made got him tied with Kobe Bryant for all-time threes made in the playoffs is just all too perfect. And what a way to honor the Mamba on his day, Kobe Day. And it's made even more special because last night, uh, that was probably one of the only times you'll ever actually see Lakers basketball played on 824, because we're usually in the offseason. But because of the craziness that has been 2020, Lakers basketball and Kobe Day collided for one night, and his spirit could be felt all throughout the day and during that game through multiple players across multiple teams. And it's so saddeningly ironic that on the one year that basketball falls on Kobe Day, he's not here to witness it. But poetically, it's crazy that his spirit would be such an influential factor in driving a Lakers playoff run in such a close and tangible way. Uh, but yeah, just what a magnificent performance by the Lakers, who also made a franchise playoff record of 17 threes. Given that the last time the Lakers were in the playoffs, the NBA was such a different game, something tells me we'll continue breaking that three-point playoff mark for the Lakers as we move further and further into the playoffs. So yeah, the Lakers have punched things into overdrive, and this is Sparta 300 kicked the hell out of the Blazers to take a demonstrative 3-1 lead in this series. At this point, especially with Damian Lillard's knee issues, obviously we hope he's okay, I would not be surprised if this next game, Game 5, is the last one we'll see, and that both teams eventually take it easy. Portland probably wants to get the hell out of here at this point. They've been quarantined for the last three and a half weeks, and they just seem absolutely beat down. You can see it in their faces that the end is near, and once you get that sort of inkling, the next logical thought point would be, oh my gosh, I've been cooped up in here for so long, I want to see my family. And when that happens, and with the Lakers playing as dominantly as they have been, pretty logical conclusion that the Lakers will hopefully close this one out in Game 5. Uh, with all that said, let's get to my three seconds of the night. So for my first second helping point of the night, I just want to talk about LeBron James, Revenge Braun, the Washed King. Here's my hot take. Through round one of the playoffs, LeBron James has been the best, most complete player in basketball on both ends. Shooting, scoring, playmaking, rebounding, defending, he has been the most well-rounded dominant force in the league at 35 years old. You can throw in Luka and his heroics and crazy stats, sure. Throw in robotic Kawhi and his given 37-7 nightly. Throw in Giannis and his freakish Greeky tendencies. You know, all of those guys are in play. But when it comes to LeBron James, you cannot tell me that he hasn't been the most complete package of a player so far in these playoffs. Especially when you see how hard he's been trying on defense and how he's still contesting, swatting shots, grabbing steals, pushing it in transition, really moving his feet on defense to contain these guards. The fact that LeBron only has one block in this entire series seems off to me because he's definitely been contesting out there, getting his hands up, using verticality, and I guess at the very least flying in for these rebounds so he can push the pace. So you can definitely feel his defensive effort and intensity out there, even at 35 years old. Last night was such an incredible performance, which is saying something given the game before that he had 38 points. But last night, he had 30 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds in only 28 minutes. Even more impressive is the fact that he got 30 points on 12 shots. 10 of 12 from the field, 4 of 5 from 3. 
Those are just ridiculous, insane numbers for a guy who is 35 years old and had a gap in his playoffs run last year. That 40-foot bomb from the logo was just disrespectful and rude, but that's when you know LeBron is feeling it. And when Bron is knocking down threes like he has been, he's now 8 of 13 from three-point land in his last two games, he is purely unstoppable, and the Lakers are purely unstoppable. LeBron James is the engine that drives this train, and it has never been more apparent than this first-round series. I know there were concerns with how he's been leaving chippies on the rim and not being able to finish as easily, but he's quickly turned that narrative around in these last two games, last three games. That revenge bronze snarl that he displayed in game three was very reminiscent of Kobe's Mamba Jaw of Death, and I guess that was LeBron's signal that he's ready to kick it into high gear and make the league and the lazy pundits with their tired narratives pay. Currently, get this, in the first round of these playoffs, LeBron is averaging a triple-double. 25 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists on 55% from the field and 42% from three, hitting 2.3 a game. On both ends of the court, he's dominating. His one subpar game statistically came in a blowout game two in which the Lakers held the Blazers to 58 points through three quarters and all Bron needed to do was set the stage for the team in Anthony Davis. He's got point god mode activated, and the wizardry he's putting on with his passing and the way he's manipulating the defense in any way he wants to get his big men all these easy lobs has been so fun to watch. Him pushing the ball into transition has been super electric and exciting, and Braun looks like a guy who has these Portland Trailblazers figured out, and he's simply been a passing maestro out there. And yeah, he's been the best player in the NBA through the first round of the playoffs, and I don't think that's my bias talking. So, this is Playoff LeBron, and I'm ready to continue enjoying the ride. Alright, so we'll take it to our first break, and when we return, I'll close things out with my last two second helping points of the night. Alright, so we're back, and for my second helping point of the night, let's talk about LeBron James' number two guy, Anthony the Brow Davis. His defensive performance in that first half of last night's game was something to marvel at. That one sequence where he blocked Damian Lillard's layup and his wrist was above the backboard box and then he snatched the rebound out of the air and proceeded to lead the break and glide down the court was just ridiculous and just speaks to what a versatile freak this dude is on both ends. He can beam a tumble on one side of the court and then like a pseudo-Durant-like wing on the other side, dancing around on the perimeter and knocking down these crossover pull-up jump shots, step-back jays, turnaround fades, etc., etc. It's been so fun to watch. Last night, Anthony Davis had a modest 18-5-5 night, but he only did that in 17 minutes, which is just insane. He also had 5 assists on 0 turnovers, uh, doing a great job pitching that ball ahead to guys leaking out in tra- into transition, even leading the break himself multiple times, like I mentioned, after grabbing the board, Uh, but mostly just putting his foot down and making his mark on the defensive end, being that anchor that we need, and being that annoying teleporting octopus of a defender from both the perimeter and the paint. I think that would be the best way to describe Anthony Davis, a teleporting octopus who seems like he has multiple limbs that he's using to harass perimeter guys like Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. Through four games in this first round, Anthony Davis is averaging 26.5 points, 9.5 rebounds, 4.3 assists, with two blocks and 1.5 steals. 
Look, is it annoying that Anthony Davis likes to dance around the perimeter a lot of times and settle for jump shots and hold the ball too long to face up and settle for that mid-post J? Yes, it can get frustrating. But if he's going to continue to play defense the way he has been, and if he's going to continue to break slow-footed big men off the dribble and be strong on his dribble drives, he can shoot those jump shots all he wants. It's kind of like a, a Dwight Howard post-up. Give it, give it to him here and there, sprinkle it in, and allow him to go to work and reward him in that way. Except Anthony Davis is actually good at hitting his jump shots when he's got a flow and rhythm going. One thing I want to note about Anthony Davis and something that I'm growing to, growing more and more to appreciate and not take for granted is just his fluidity on the court. The way he moves is so pretty. He's really fallen into a groove and you can tell he's found a pep in his step. He's just gliding and dancing out there, man, especially in transition, especially on the perimeter. Aesthetically, if I could compare AD to a guard, and let's use Giannis as a template parallel as well to make my point. To me, if we made these two different versatile seven-footers guards, Giannis aesthetically would be more like a Westbrook type, you know, strong, burly, explosive, can get triple doubles any night, will impose his physicality on you, use his strength, but kind of can't shoot as well, kind of wonky with his jump shot. That's the guard version of Giannis aesthetically. So if Giannis is Westbrook, then on the other side of the token, AD to me is like the seven-foot version of Kyrie Irving, but with Patrick Beverly slash Avery Bradley type defense. And I parallel him mainly to Kyrie to make a point offensively. Uh, because if you extrapolate out what Kyrie does as a guard with his handles and craftiness on the perimeter and project that out to a big man, you'd get Anthony Davis, who does similar things and moves in a very fluid, agile way as a big man. And it's also why he's such a matchup nightmare. He moves like a wing out there on the perimeter. But again, on the other end, he's also this shot-blocking, pick-and-roll-trapping, wing-defending force. Uh, so, in summary, Anthony Davis continues to grow into his own here and gain that confidence and mental toughness to be more aggressive consistently each and every night, be more physical, and it's just, it's just amazing to watch in person. And definitely, do not take this dude for granted. Okay, so let's take it to my last second helping point of the night. The role players beginning to roll. And thank God for LeBron James and Anthony Davis because they've both summoned their Super Saiyan powers and really bolstered the entire team in this time. In the midst of several role players still trying to work the kinks out earlier on in this series. But slowly but surely, because of how Braun and AD have stemmed the tide so well for us, each and every role player question mark that we've had is beginning to gain a rhythm, gain some confidence, play their roles to their complementary best, and in some cases just break a sweat for the first time so that they might be of use in later rounds, i.e. Dion Waiters and J.R. Smith. Uh, Kyle Kuzma. He's obviously been great defensively all series, but last night Frank ran some plays for him to get him some early clean three-point looks, and lo and behold, he got into a rhythm, got hot, got his three-point shot to positively regress more to how he was shooting in bubble-seeding play, as he knocked down five of nine threes last night, and his stroke looked pure and true, I still think this dude should be playing more minutes, at least 25. I think he's hovering at around 22, 23 minutes right now. But who knows, maybe we're saving him for the Rockets, maybe we're saving him for the eventual matchup with the Clippers, which is totally fine by me. But 18 points on 21 minutes will surely get it done. 
Also, shout out to Kuzma for his decision making and passing last night. He was really making some smart, crisp reads out there and passing up his own shots to get even better shots. Uh, Danny Green, he finally hit more than two threes in a game. It seems like forever since he did that. Uh, he knocked down three of four threes, and don't look now, he is five of eight from three in his last two games. And actually, he's shooting eight of 20 from three overall in this series. That's 40% three-point shooting, folks. Uh, now, if we can just get that more consistently game to game, then we'll really start getting rolling. Nonetheless, promising progress for the Green Ranger. KCP, who could forget 0 for 9, 0 for 5, 1, 1, 1, 1, or whatever his ridiculous stat line was for that first game. Since that first game, he has been absolutely stellar and more reminiscent of the KCP that we had grown to trust throughout the regular season. In the last three games, KCP is shooting 9 of 18 from 3 and averaging 13.6 points. So KCP has come around. Alex Caruso, who has been our best perimeter defensive stalwart and one of the biggest individual thorns to Damon Lillard's side, as much as he's been playing and as frenetic and active as he's been, his offense has been sort of uh, shaky. You know, his decision making has been shaky, but even he's begun to look more and more competent on the offensive end. He's knocked down a three-pointer in each of his last three games. Over the last two games, he's gotten the opportunity to run more pick-and-rolls and pick-and-pops with Anthony Davis. He had 10 points and 7 assists that last game. And actually, throughout the whole series, he's averaging 4 assists a game. And for a guy who's only playing 23 minutes a game, that's pretty incredible. So even Caruso's arrow continues to point upward as he gains more of an offensive flow and rhythm. Uh, JaVale McGee. He's started to look more and more like his Game 2 starting NBA caliber center self in limited minutes. He's producing on both ends with the time he's been given and just overall playing smarter, more active, and more aware basketball. That's all we want from JaVale McGee. Uh, Markeith Morris looks good on both ends in his limited time. He's bringing that toughness and physicality. He even knocked down a baseline three last game. So if he gets into the three-point shooting party here, even better for us. Dwight Howard has been amazing this entire series. He's looked spry, nimble, and athletic as ever. He's definitely been our muscle off the bench, but also one of our biggest weapons in containing these explosive crafty guards on the perimeter. Dion Waiters actually finally got time as well last night. He did some nice things as the primary ball handler to set his teammates up, including a nice wraparound dump-off pass to Dwight Howard for the jam. Uh, there were a couple teammates he flung some really nice skip passes to on the perimeter. They just didn't knock down their shots. Uh, he even hit two mid-range pull-ups to get himself going on the scoring end. And yeah, hopefully he'll play a bigger role for us moving forward, and these reps that we're seeing now will help in that, in just him being ready when that time comes. So even Dion's getting into the fray here. Uh, lastly, J.R. Smith. Look, he's been a hot mess on, on both ends of the court, especially defensively. Uh, he's always caught watching. He's uh, making his rotations late, etc., etc. But on the positive end, he's seen the ball go down from the outside, no matter how inefficiently, and that counts for something. Uh, he only hit one last night, but look, it still went in. He's getting his shots up, getting some reps up. And I honestly don't think this is the last we're going to hear from JR in these playoffs. And hopefully I mean that in the positive way. I mean that more in the sense that I still feel like a JR explosion is coming, whether that's like a random three-minute spurt where he knocks down three threes in a row. I think it's coming. And these reps that we're seeing from him right now of just him getting that shot up and getting comfortable shooting in this arena 
and shooting in general because this has been the, his first playoff run in a while now, I think that will pay dividends down the line. And when that happens, when that Jair Swish explosion happens, we're all going to be swigging that Henny together. So look, top to bottom, our role players who have for the most part been consistent defensively, now they're bringing it offensively and starting to round into form in that respect. And for a Lakers team which has built its foundation on otherworldly defense, the Lakers finding their offensive groove from their role players is a very scary notion. And we've started to see glimpses of how good this team can be when that happens, when they're just hitting their shots at a marginal level. Because then you'll get more of these nights where the Lakers just run teams out of the gym by 20 without breaking much of a sweat, and these games are over by halftime. So let's hope that this trend continues and that we continue to round into form because last night was the was probably the best example we've gotten so far in these playoffs of all of the guys clicking all at once and seeing most of these cylinders firing all at once. And yeah, it's just so much fun to watch. The Lakers are elite. I'm going to end it there because I've been babbling, but thank you guys for listening to this last public episode of Three Seconds. For sure this time, this will be the last. So if you've enjoyed these random micropod ramblings of mine, uh, they will continue on after playoff games. You just need to go to patreon.com slash the Lakers Legacy Podcast and donate a dollar and you'll have access to this. But thank you for your support nonetheless. And if you don't decide to do that, totally fine. Please consider rating and reviewing us five stars on iTunes. Please follow us on YouTube. Just search Lakers Legacy. Yeah, can't wait for when we close this Portland Trailblazer team out. Uh, The greatest eight seed in the history of the NBA. They played the best gentleman's sweep four to one series in the history of the NBA. Just kidding. Crossing my fingers. Um, That's hopefully where this is all heading. But till next time, we'll catch you guys later. And yeah. Follow us on Twitter at Lakers Legacy Pod, and we will catch you guys next time. The next episode you'll hear from us will be the full Lakers Legacy weekly episode with uh, either Tommy or Alan or both. So uh, look out for that. Thanks, guys. And yeah, go Lakers, go, go. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.